Welcome back to Reality Check Chat, your rural Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania, Democratic women's notions on what's happening in the United States which and Pennsylvania and our area here. And I'm Barbara Scott. And I'm Liz Kearney. And our third uh, participant, Judy Herschel, will not be able to make it tonight. It's not the topic. She's been, had a very busy time. So we decided to go ahead rather than to have a big gap between podcasts. And Liz, we're agreed. We're going to be delving into the abortion crisis in this country. Agreed. And there's so much to say in so little time. Let's hope we can just get to some of our key points that we're most annoyed with or most hopeful about. Yeah, I don't have much hope. Well, yeah, I'll take that back. There is some hopeful stuff. And unfortunately, I hope you wrote down some hopeful stuff. I did not. I wrote down notes and read articles about stuff that wasn't very hopeful. <laughs> My worst thought was I kept thinking, I'm mad at Margaret Atwood for writing a playbook when she wrote The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, right. You know, I did find one hopeful thing. I'll do that first. I, most recent poll I stumbled across was a Gallup poll that said most Americans are in favor of abortion rights. Most people call themselves pro-choice. Right. And even yeah. if we take out the choice... Because this one opinion piece that I was reading about, that'll be out of order. So I might have to shuffle through my papers to find it. But she wrote this piece in the New York Times, my abortion at 11 wasn't a choice. It was my life. She was molested by a 14-year-old when she was 10, started when she was 10. He was supposed to be the babysitter. She she knew what was happening, sort of, but, you know, she got pregnant and she was able, this is 1982 or 1983, something like that. So she was able to have an abortion, but there were no consequences for the boy. And she would go to school and the rumors were flying and, and here's this 11-year-old that you know had all these bad things said about her. But she said, you know, oh. she, she's now a university professor. She didn't say where. She has two children and she talked to her 17-year-old daughter who wanted to be a doctor doctor and about this kind of things. And she wouldn't be having that conversation if she hadn't have had the abortion when she was 11, because she would be, she would not have been able to go on to school and succeed in life. She would have been, she would have had an infant that she, she said children are, their pelvises aren't big enough to, to really give birth that young. They can get fistulas, which allows their waist mm-hmm. to, to go through their vagina and horrible stuff. And of course, that's not the only reason that abortions in this so-called day and age when we're supposed to be civilized mm-hmm. should be legal. But I just, because you said about the choice, I've read an, several things where they, they're kind of not using choice as as we think of it. More of a, not necessity, but what what would you say? You mean like like a health care, like, like when it was like a life or death situation? Like yeah, that? but... But even part of, but even not, she wouldn't have died. Maybe she wouldn't have died. Maybe she wouldn't have had any problems, but she would have been at 11 years old. She would have had an infant, you know, that's crazy talk or maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The the boy would have had nothing to do with, he wouldn't have had any problems. So anyway, that's just something to think about. I went through this article from The Guardian that had Texas physicians, like three or four Texas physicians, affected early because of SB8 This in their state that essentially banned abortions and then 
this is before Roe. And so they had had two years of that because the Fifth Circuit said, oh, yeah, it's okay. And the Supreme Court said, okay, we're not going to put a stay in because they knew they were going to overturn Roe. So these various doctors, one... After 30 years, she said, the intensity, the confusion, the chaos all became overwhelming. She didn't move. She provides ultrasounds because I guess you can get an abortion if if your fetus is less than six weeks, which is, but she provides ultrasounds and referrals. So out of state referrals, of course, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't do any abortions anymore. And she cut down her staff by half. And, mm-hmm. and her facilities. Also in Texas, Dr. Braid, this is the one that really struck me. He treated in 1972 when abortions were illegal and he was a resident. He treated a, a 15-year-old girl that came in with sepsis from a botched abortion. And that and she died two days later. The infection was just organ failure because the infection had just taken over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And two more teenagers, he said, died that year from botched abortions that that came into his, wherever he was practicing, wherever Mm -hmm. wherever he was a resident, I forget. So that's three for this one young doctor in 1972. So he had a clinic in Houston. And after 45 years, he had to move to New Mexico because he couldn't treat his patients in Texas. After Mm. 45 years, can you imagine having to move after 45 years? No, that's crazy. There was another Texas one. And Texas, by the way, is the second largest state in the country that has this this draconian law. So Mm -hmm. Dr. Rubino, she said, and this is a quote, that Texas forced her to be a bad doctor. And she's left the state and she's in Washington, D.C. in a clinic now that she set up. And Mm -hmm. she still feels guilty for leaving her patients some of whom she knew were going to be back in touch with her because they suffered abuse at the hands of their partner. Mm. Uh, one of them, the part of the abuse was withholding any birth control. And then we have to think about the Texas women who sued that had near-death experiences, and they recently sued and won in court. I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening with that, but they did win in court, and the one's testimony was heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. She's the one famously who they made sit in the parking lot until she got sepsis. And then she was supposed Mm -hmm. to come into the hospital and they could save her life. I mean, that's insane. It's insane. Those are the things that doctors doctors are reduced to that because they're fearful that their license could be up for for grabs, even though they could be charged criminally themselves. The doctors had forced them into this quote unquote bad care. And I read an interesting article recently in the New York Times about a doctor in Idaho she was an OBGYN in Idaho. And because of the draconian laws that she was afraid to try to maneuver around, that she had to move away from this delightful little town she loved. And what the reporter comment reported on was that these, these doctors moving, and they're not just abortion, quote unquote, doctors. These are OBGYN doctors creating, you know, treating a whole swath of women and their yeah. their lives and their lifespans and they're creating what the, the reporter called quote maternity care deserts yeah where there not, are no no right. doctors to help yeah. another side effect and unintended consequence of these anti these anti-choice laws that they don't you know these doctors move and then when when women do want to have babies th- th- there's no one there to care for them so they're and, in a precarious place too without a doctor nearby exactly you know? and the maternity mortality rate in this country is horrific. It's just going to get worse. How can it get better with these doctors that are not going to be available? Who can blame them? You you go through all of that. You know, it's 
tell, I'm sure, and difficult and expensive to become a doctor. And you have to pay back loans, I bet. And and aside from the fact that you want to practice good medicine, part of that is providing good care and feeling good about yourself. In Orlando, I don't know if you read about this, Liz, the Florida state, they had a law that you had to wait 24 hours between your first consultation, probably telling you all the different lies about, you know, abortion. Uh I mean, some doctors were forced to tell lies. I guess they couched it in ways that made it not a lie, but, you know, maybe it was wink, wink. I don't know. But anyway, Uh between the first consultation and the abortion, there had to be a 24-hour waiting period. And this law was on hold for seven years. And then all of a sudden, fairly recently, a judge decided it was no longer on hold. It was in effect, like basically immediately. But of the abortion clinics in Florida, you know, they didn't tell them this this was in effect all of, all of a sudden after seven years. I guess they, they got wind of it or they heard something about it. They called the state regulators that would deal with this dozens and dozens and dozens of times. No one answered. And when someone did answer, they told them they didn't know if the law was Uh in effect. And then they received a bill for $193,000, for each of the 193 abortions they performed without the 24-hour period because they didn't know about it. No way. They couldn't get it. No way. So a Democrat who, I think in in the um, state assembly, of course, a woman, a woman Democrat posted on Instagram this story and a link to a GoFundMe thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and they got, I don't know, within a very short time, they got $200,000, this clinic to pay their fines and excess Mm -hmm. because it was 190,000 to pay their fines. And of course, smaller clinics would have problems. This shows, goes back to, I think, what you were saying about the preponderance of Americans who are for legal abortions. They saw the link, they sent the money. And Florida actually take that money they sent it to the uh clinic yeah for, oh for, i mean the, the, for them the, to pay the, their the florida actually did but they actually did post the fine and collect it even though they knew what they were doing was egregious oh yeah huh. yeah 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 oh yeah. really oh yeah. that's it was gonna huh. the clinic was about to be bankrupt which was the point right right yeah. that's the point exactly yeah mm-hmm. so um so they were saved by these fundraisers because you know, that's how it's not just women. In North Carolina, I read how another consequence of the many states that are banning abortions or making it so difficult to get one that, you know, you, you might as well not bother, that women are asking to get their tubes tied. And the, Oh, interesting. Right, right. I don't think I read that too. And the rate of vasectomies has gone up. Yeah. So that's a consequence too of this ban. I'm appalled too. The women who want to have babies won't have a doctor nearby. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I have another story you might have already come across. Also in Texas, little towns on the interstates and on the main roads are trying to prevent women from traveling on these roads, like toward New Mexico, where the laws are more, they're calling it a quote unquote abortion trafficking. Right. Like women right. making free choices to use the public right away, the public roads to travel. And like the little towns on the, I'm not sure exactly what it was, even like some state. Yeah, I was in Texas. I don't know exactly which roads it, you know, but right. they're trying to make it illegal to come through their town if you're going to, if you're going further on to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. That's just more crazy talk. 
It's, mm-hmm. I don't understand. I do understand. I was reading an interesting article by, um, I read Heather Cox Richardson every day, you know, the, the historian and commentator. And she traced this history of um, the anti-choice, you know, from the early 70s before Roe. You know, like the women who, and, and men who think that women who want to have autonomy over their bodies and have their own choices, that this somehow denigrates the quote unquote traditional woman's role and that these women are denigrating women who want to be wives and mothers and housewives. And so that's how they get the base riled up about choice, that these women are somehow insulting. But I think the base is not that big. The base is just loud as heck. And they've got support. Before we get into Mm -hmm. the politics of it, which is a big part of it, I wanted to, there was a few other things I wanted that I read about that. Okay, I, sure. I read about a, this, I think it's Utah, the mother that was sentenced to two years for giving her daughter the, getting her daughter the abortion pills. She was sentenced. Oh, I did not hear about her. Prison. Oh my God. Yeah. Two years in prison and her daughter got 60 days. Yeah. Holy cow. She, she, I don't know if that was a trafficking case or it was some crazy thing. And the way they found out about it was on Facebook. They got the Facebook private messages between her and her daughter or something like that, where she said that she would get her the pills and, and she did get her the pills and she, she pled guilty. I don't know what the daughter about the daughter, the daughter um, was sentenced to time served, which I guess was two days. Jeez. Well, who was looking at their private messages on Facebook? I mean, why was there even any um, quote unquote probable cause? I mean, you know, what, how did that even come about? Did somebody rat them out or like? I think so. I think somebody ratted them out. And then, um, but I don't recall the detail, huh. but chilling. That's pretty recently. So I could find that out. Mm-hmm. But, and then I read about how abortion funds, you know, that, that help people get abortions. Even before it was banned in in many states, there were these abortion funds. But now, Mm -hmm. with so many states banning, it was very difficult in some states to get an abortion, like Texas, because they closed so many clinics. They gave them, they were constantly attacking them, these egregious requirements that you have to have it in a hospital, you have to have a, I don't know, Mm -hmm. hospital setting or something like it be associated with just really hard stuff. So there are all these abortion funds that help people get to a clinic because there wasn't anyone, there wasn't one for 400 miles or something like that. But now there are so many women and probably girls that want an abortion, but their state does not allow it, that they have to go out of state. And these funds are having to say no until they get more money because they're running out of money. Hmm. And um, this, this one abortion fund the head of one of these funds said she feels horrible to have to say no, but that's what they have to say. No, they have to say they have to limit the number of abortions they can support per month as funding comes in. In the new year, they thought they could maybe do more abortions, but it's really hard because it's not only paying for the abortion and the transportation to get there. The These women are frequently mothers already. Right. Right. So they, they need child care. They need child care, which we know in this country is there's a dearth of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's not affordable anyway, if you're mm. and so these funds are drying up faster than they can help all the people that all the people that need help from these mm-hmm. states that are banning the abortions. It's just so mm-hmm. sad. And then these states 
these probably the same states, yes, the same states, Texas, Florida, Tennessee, they are sending gobs of money to the uh, anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers. Mm-hmm. And if those provide any health care, which they do not, and they lie to patients, they tell yeah. them, you know, they do sonograms and they say, oh, you're over the limit. You know, you're over the six weeks, even when they're not, they tell them that, uh-huh. that they right. can get an abortion. I mean, it's just, and so, I mean, I think the Florida attorney general wanted to give them a hundred million dollars up from $4 million. Jeez. I, I mean, a lot they, of diapers. I mean, yeah. I mean, all they do is hand out diapers, right? Exactly. That's a lot of diapers. Yeah. Jeez. And the, this so-called counseling, I'm air quoting here, the counseling, yeah. the counseling is to counsel you out of your decision uh, if it was to have an abortion, to counsel counsel you out of that decision. So they're getting a lot more money, not in Pennsylvania, as we talked about last time. Pennsylvania right, is right. just the reverse, which is great. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of Pennsylvania, now I think we can get into the politics. Did I say everything I wanted to say? Yes. <laughs> we are one vote away from uh, some egregious constitutional amendments that the House and Senate in Pennsylvania wanted to put through before the Democrats got control by one vote of the House, the the Assembly. Of course, the Republicans still hold the Senate. And next year, we have to get even more Democrats instead of one. We need a lot. We need to get as many more as we can and some more senators. I don't know if we can flip the Senate. That's going to be very difficult. But keeping the House so that they can't put through their constitutional amendments, because I believe it has to go through two sessions of um, the assembly, the General Assembly in Pennsylvania. And then it goes to a, and they try to put it in, if we still have closed primaries, which I don't know, there's a lot of talk about opening up the primaries. So that would be good. But if we still have closed primaries, the independents are really shut out. I mean, they can come and vote, but they don't know about the vote. So on these constitutional amendments, they love to have them on primaries. Right. Should not be allowed, in my view. Mm-hmm. Should have mm-hmm. to be in a general election where people actually know about it. And mm-hmm. they always pass because people are just like, oh, yeah, OK. The way they word it is, is so we could lose our uh, Pennsylvania constitutional right to, to an abortion because we're not going to get a constitutional amendment that says we have a right because we only have the governorship and one house of the assembly. Right. And of course, we know in Wisconsin how they're trying to get their 1896 law back into effect or whatever. Uh huh. And also, they're trying to impeach the new liberal Supreme Court, Wisconsin Supreme Court justice, before uh-huh. she's even tried a case. Uh huh. And, and she was elected, right? And she was duly elected by the majority, by the vote of the people, right? She was duly elected and elected by, you know, almost a landslide. Uh-huh. And you know, they're really seriously thinking about impeaching her before she hears a case, which would be mm-hmm. egregious, of course. And I hope Wisconsin bites back in, in 2024 and, and says, no, we're not accepting this you know. But who knows? And the politics of the thing I've been thinking a lot about and reading a lot about how this is going to play big in this next year's elections to Democrats advantage, because Democrats all over are going to be running on if the Republicans get control of the House and Senate, they're going to pass a national ban on abortions. And they're they're going to pretend that they're compromising at 12 weeks or something like that. But that's like BS, total BS. 
because then they make excuses if, you know, well, we don't really mean 12 weeks. We mean almost 12 weeks or we mean, I don't know, they they make up all this. They put stuff, yeah. well, you have to have an ultrasound and then two months later you have to have another one and you have to have it in a hospital and you can't take the abortion pill, which is safe. And so I think it's going to be a big issue. What do you think, Liz? What do you think about? Um, I agree. I mean, it's going to be a big issue. And I, I just, and all the people I like to read, all my favorite pundits are just like, we have to get the vote out. This is a vote would help. I mean, if Democrats, if people would come out and vote for Democratic ideals and vote for Democrats, we could fix this tomorrow, I mean, after the next election. And I'm taking a little bit of hope in the fact that younger Americans, like, I forget what the number is, how many millions of people turn 18 before the next elect, before the general election. And I'm very hopeful that they will vote, they'll, they'll register to vote, and they will vote for Democrats. But I right. think they understand about how the Republicans are just brewing this shit storm. And I'm tired of it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I'm tired of having to be nice to Republican people. I'm, I'm tired of having to, like, be nice to people about it. I mean, I, I mean, I hate that. I mean, I think a lot of this dissent again goes back to my belief this comes from china and russia and that like, who wins when american people like fight among ourselves right and I, I don't think we should be fighting among ourselves as hard as we do i mean we've always disagreed but i mean it's not been like this no deep polarization you know like you disagree with me you're evil i mean that's just crazy i don't i mean like and i really think this comes from this well from fox news for one thing and then from china and russian bots and on social media and, and they tr they write all these triggering posts and they get people riled up against their neighbors yeah and who wins mention, when americans fight with each other not to I mention mean, trump yeah and exactly and trump and all, all these and the lies they tell about abortion i mean people believe there's such a thing as a post-birth abortion right and that it can and be I, reversed right and i i know i've heard judy talk about her, like friends and family and people she knows who will get in her face about this post-birth abortion and we've got to let our listeners know that they need to fight back and say this is absolute horseshit nobody kills a live baby no and i, I dare say ffs i mean I, <laughs> it's a facebook acronym for i'm not going to say the, the f-bomb here but it's i mean okay yeah nobody kills a live baby no you know, period. No. There's no such thing. And those late term abortions are tragedies. These are women. These are wanted babies where something often I mean, babies die in utero late and it, it can compromise a woman's health to wait to deliver. And right. sometimes these awful things happen. You do have to provide a late term abortion. Right. And um, those are the things that they talk about. And those are not options. I mean, those are not like, what's the word for, um, you know, those, those are those are wanted babies at the, at the last minute something tragic happens. And the and numbers of those um, abortions are, I think it's less than 1%. Right. But I mean, I, I want our listeners to know that when they hear this from their family and their friends, to call them on it because it's absolute horseshit. And the yeah. reversal thing. What's, what The reversal of what? What does that mean? Uh, uh, they say there's a procedure where they can reverse abortions. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask <laughs> me. Don't ask they me. They can put it All back. Right. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, I think in Colorado, they tried to have, they tried to pass a law about it, mm -hmm. the banning abortion reversals or something like that. <laughs> or maybe they want them. I don't even know. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. I'll leave this in. And, and please, if you know what I'm talking about, please let me know. And I'll see. Good Lord, I've never heard that. I'll say it next time. No, but it's a thing. It's a thing. Okay. It's definitely and a thing. But I'll have more information next time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the things I hear, you know, in the public, I mean, 
people hear things that they still think if they hear it on TV or they hear it on the internet, it's true. I'd like to see some more media um, media savvy training in the world. Let's, let's be smart about the things we see and hear. They right. question what you hear. Like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Right. You know, like we like to teach kids in school and beyond high school civics, media savvy, like pay the hell attention, consider the source, look for the source, think about yeah. their agenda. What are they trying? What are they selling to you? What do they want you to believe? And let's, let's be skeptical of things. You know, I, I think teenagers are naturally skeptical, right? We just teach them. Let's, let's, let's harness that. <laughs> let's make them, make them question shit. You know, like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Poland. Poland has which we know has a, an egregious uh, abortion ban. And they're mm -hmm. very, very conservative and right-wing. And they now have a drug that can detect if a woman has used an abortion pill. Really? Yeah. I mean, and, like a, holy crap. Right. So I'm thinking, why would you spend your time, scientists, <laughs> trying to get a test that can tell a pill or whatever it is, a drug, whatever it is that could, maybe it's a blood test. I don't know. They could tell if a woman has used an abortion pill. Of course, they want it because it's illegal in Poland to use them. So they would be able to find these women. So of course, these women are living in terror now. They can't even use the friggin' drug. I have a question. Yeah. Under what circumstances yeah. would a woman be subjected to that blood test in the first place? Good question. Good I mean, question. Why would that even, why would that, why would her, why would her medical private, presumably private medical history even how would that even come about to be a requirement for something that's crazy right right huh jesus this planet sometimes well, maybe if i said my friend liz i think took the pill hmm. you know the abortion pill and then they come in with the blood test i don't know that's really chilling this is straight and, out of the handmaid's tale i'm serious this is like this is like a, right. a chapter out of this terrifying book and i'm sure that the you know the susan b anthony's and the other pro-life people are chomping at the bit to get to get it so that they can put somebody in jail for two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing I wanted to say. And then the other thing I wanted to say was, well, there's two things, but on the abortion, there's an organization that supports people who've had an abortion and they've been putting up these giant billboards in Arkansas, in Arkansas, that say abortion is okay. You are loved. Good. Yeah. Good in Arkansas. Uh, yeah, in Arkansas. And can you see that? I can see that. Yeah, it's oh, great. I have, a, I have a great, I have a great theory behind this. The people who are opposed to this will waste all their ammunition shooting at those signs that they won't have a bullet to shoot people with. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is a this is a a, a, a secondary uh, what do they call it an unintended consequence. <laughs> right. I have one final thing I wanted to say that doesn't have to do with abortion. So, what do you have anything else to say about the abortion issue? Um, all of this attempt to, to stop abortion it will never make abortion go away. Abortion will always be with us in one form or another. All of these things, these laws, make abortion dangerous. Yeah. They make it too late. They make it complicated. They're making things dangerous. And maybe that's their intent. I don't know. But this is, if it was really about stopping abortion, there'd be like such education, there'd be condom machines, there'd be, you know, this is not about abortion. This is about controlling women. We all know that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's going to have the opposite effect, I think, of what the intention is well for for many re republicans i think it's getting into office 
on on a uh, pro-life uh, platform mm -hmm. and they think that's how they can get in office that's how they can get support and i hope it you know <laughs> bites them in the butt and they're wrong about that but i think the number of people that are so pro-life that they you know can't stand the thought of anyone else having an abortion are small i agree i think that's a very small portion of the united states population but they're loud right. and they get lots of attention but i really think they're the, they're a slim minority i really do i agree except that many of them are on the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the minority is, um, you know, they're in positions of power right now, unfortunately. Unfortunately, it's all right. So are we, is the abortion thing over? I just, I think that's enough. I, we, I mean, this could be a multi-part. This could be our only topic forever, but uh, we have yeah. other things to talk about, obviously. Yeah. So next yeah. time, I think we'll start talking about other things, but yes, this we'll, we'll be returning to this topic because I think it's going to play a big part mm -hmm. in next year's election. And in this year's and election, hope yeah, we need to, to get our Democratic Supreme Court justice just, just to, even though the Democratic Democrats are in, in the majority in our Pennsylvania Supreme Court. In next year, several of them will be up for 10-year retention. And if they're not retained, that means there'll be an election and we might not have our Democratic. Uh -huh. We have to vote, people. Yeah, you have, have to, to vote. vote. And vote for the, our Democratic judges and make sure you, in terms of retention, I'm not voting to retain the Republican judge, but he seems to be a good guy, I guess, but I don't know. I don't want to take a chance. Oh, and we have to give a shout out to our, our forward-thinking governor, Josh Shapiro, who is pushed through um, automatic voter registration. That's right. When yeah. you, when Yay, you, governor. <laughs> you get your license or if you get a PA, uh -huh. or your PA driver's license, automatic mm -hmm. registration. Okay, mm -hmm. this is the final thing that I wanted to end with kind of upbeat, mm -hmm. but evidently the Republicans get very upset at everything that President Biden does, everything. And there are, everything. Some, there are some bloggers and they're con and Fox News and stuff, and they're constantly talking about every little thing he does and making it a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So this is, um, I read this piece by Dana Milbank in the Washington Post. I don't know if anybody ever reads him, but it's quite funny. I'm just gonna read the headline. And it's a picture, it's a picture of Biden petting a dog. I don't know where they are. Oh, President Biden pets a rescue dog and meets with first responders after uh, the wildfires in Lahaina, Hawaii. But mm -hmm. the opinion piece is Biden eats ice cream and pets dogs totally unfit to serve. And they came up, they came up with reasons why the eating of the ice cream someplace, I forget, because he loves ice cream. Was mm -hmm. bad. And petting this rescue dog was bad. I mean, seriously. That's great. I'm giggling. That's great. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, and it really makes him look human. And I guess that's the problem because mm -hmm. he is human. I, I know. I like Joe Biden. I mean, I've seen him around. He came to Yellowstone years ago and I was still living in Montana. He, he just looks like a fun guy. I'm sorry. I yeah. think I'd like to have a beer with Joe Biden. I could I could do that. Yeah. He passes the he passes the beer test. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This has been great. And hopefully we'll have Judy next time. Hopefully, and yay. Yeah. We'll give a shout out to Amanda Cook, who who puts our podcast on on our website. And our website is realitychickchat.com. And you can reach us at realitycheckchat at gmail.com. If you would like to subscribe, go to our website or email us and we'll be glad to, to add you to our subscription list. Carl Hagstrom wrote our theme music. And I guess that's it. And you can hear us where you get your podcasts. 
Yeah, wherever you get your podcasts, I hope. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night, Barb. Night. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. All right.